I see you, yeah you, flipping through all the podcasts, looking for something different. Tired of those with all the catchy phrases, a one-size-fits-all quick fix schemes that never seem to fit. My name is Anthony Hart, and if you are like me, you want more than a moment. We are looking for a movement of groundbreakers and world changers who are tired of the status quo, willing to throw it all up to see what sticks, willing to ask a question before pointing a finger. This is your invitation into a collection of thoughtful ponderings posed to make you think, one-on-one conversations that challenge you with fresh perspective, and roundtable discussions where sparks fly as iron sharpens iron. Intrigued? Pull up a seat. We've been waiting for you. But don't get comfortable. You might be up next. In the Red is now in session. Let's go. Here we are again. You, me, In the Red podcast. Are you ready? Let's go. I would say I'm excited to be with you today, but what we're going to talk about is not an exciting topic. I am excited to be with you today. I'm always excited to be here and I hope I'm sharing something that's helping you because these moments of me just releasing things and processes and thoughts that's going through my head, it, it generally comes from what I see and perceive in the world around me. And if there's anything you know about spending time with me, I am one who constantly wants new and fresh perspective. And in order to do that, you really have to be around people who don't think like you, act like you, sound like you, look like you, all the things which is where we get so stuck in our lives. We begin to orchestrate our village, our group, our gang, whatever you want to be. And then we begin to like turn down the limiter on our perspective. So we just arrive at this place of this is just who we are, which is the worst place possible. That's just who I am. Yeah, most of those people have a crappy attitude or some other limiting thing that constantly drives people crazy. And when people call them on it, the first thing they're going to say, that's just who I am. You either like it or you don't. And usually those are people I just care less to be around because they're just with their crappy attitude, their crappy outlook on life. Like it generally just drains me. And here's what you'll find as a pastor. I, I love to help people. I love to walk through life with people, but generally I don't like pastoring my friends because of this statement, right? Because like what I'm about to tell you right now, like being in a village, being around friends, it should be a place that you can relax at times, let your guard down, be who you are and not constantly be like just giving, giving, giving. Like if you're in relationships like that all the time where all you do is give, then that is draining. And I guarantee you, you are suffering as a person, just struggling and you'll, you will walk away from relationship after relationship because those people just continue to drain from you and you're not ever being uplifted and it's hard. And being a pastor, that's tough. I've found several people in my life that when you're around them, like it's just, you're always working. Like they just always need, need, needy people, needy people. Y'all know who I'm talking about. And if you look around you and it's only needy people, it can be draining. So I dream, I, I love that a lot of our relationships, Morgan and I, our friendships, are, when I'm around them, it's not a place of just need. Like there's times I'm not saying that I won't pastor them. I won't connect with them. I won't share with them. I won't help them through some things. But it's not every moment we're together. 
I I have some friends who Jay has been on here before. When Jay the Jay has had seasons, I've had seasons. Shoot, that I needed help, and we've been there for one another. But we can just get together sometimes and just talk about life and laugh and joke, and there's no um, just need there. But I, what I'm finding, and this is what I want to talk to you about today, and the title, I hopefully reveals something to you. Uh, your heart will. Or your mouth will reveal you. And this, I'm going to get some scripture to you because maybe you're not a scripture person. Maybe you're not a church person at all. And somehow you just stumbled into this podcast. But that's okay. Stick with me because I'm not your normal pastor. I I just want to get information to you. And I think the Bible has a lot to offer. And we've closed it off because of our approach, because of the methods of people, because we love to wound people with the Bible when there's actually a lot of life in this thing. And I, I want to share this with you today because I was, I've just been on Facebook and yes, I, I needed to stay off social media because it begins to drive you to this place where it just, it will suck the life right out of you. But hey, this is where the majority of my content comes from. So thank you all on social media who are just negative people who continue to talk bad about people and continue to try to be the loudest voice on the planet because generally the people who are trying to be the loudest have so much insecurity in their life and they're so overwhelmed by what people think about them that they just completely have to yell. They wanted to argue with everybody because they think they're right. Most of those people, just like I said earlier, have arrived at a place where they feel like they've grown to the 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 place necessary and they surround themselves with people who say, yeah, look at you. You're awesome. And I know this has come off as really negative, right? Oh, let's take a breath real quick. Shall we? Okay. Here's what we're going to talk about. There's a scripture in the Bible that says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks speaks okay this is a scripture that's been um it's been a driving point to me because i've witnessed in church for a lot of years our mouth doesn't align with our heart or what our heart should be uh if there's anything you know about looking at the life of jesus jesus's mouth and his heart always align there was never a moment where there was a misalignment between the two why? Because he said it in Luke 6.45. And this is what you'll find out about Jesus. Jesus never said anything and then did something different. It's just not who he is. That's, that's the important thing you have to know about Jesus. When he said something, it was because it was who he was. He was speaking out of his character, his nature, his very person. It was. He was God. So he was when he speaks something, when he does something, it, it aligns. There is never a misalignment, which is generally our problem as people. We can say some stuff and it doesn't align with who we are or, and this is where the problem happens. People say something and we find this in a world today where everybody's a Christian something. I'm a Christian influencer. I'm a Christian artist. All these things. I'm, or I'm just a Christian and in that moment, the moment you tell somebody you're a Christian, what you've really done is established a platform because now you're and any platform comes with an audience, maybe an audience of one, maybe an audience of millions. Uh, what a lot of these Christian influencers are finding out is they come with an audience. So their audience now, when you say you're a Christian, they're now observing you to see if you're 
actions align with what you're saying. And I see this on social media a lot. There's a lot of people who just love to just publicly tear people down, just destroy people. And it drives me bananas because I know these people and I've heard that they're Christians. They've told me or I've seen I've seen things that would at least make you to think they are. And then they have no problem just publicly berating people, tearing people down. And it drives me bananas because how can you say you're one thing and then do completely others? Because Jesus also said this. He said that you will know a person by one thing, not by what they tell you. He didn't say you're going to know somebody by their resume. You're going to, he didn't say you're going to know somebody by the titles that they hold and all the work that they've done and all the good um all the money they've given to so-and-so, or you'll know them by um, their Facebook profile. No, here's what he said in Matthew 7, 18, 19, and 20. Jesus said, a healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, you will recognize them by their fruits. So we as Christians believe that when we repent and we're baptized, that we now get access to this Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, if you get into the word as well, talks about fruit. Find this in Galatians 5, 22 23. And it says the fruit of the Spirit. So I want to talk about fruit for a minute because there's an important reason that Jesus said fruit, that we use the terminology fruit of the spirit, because fruit, we can eat fruit and vegetables and most and fruit and vegetables are good for you, right? You got to have the leafy greens from your vegetables, but there's a difference between fruit and vegetable. Fruit bears seeds. If you, the difference between a fruit and a vegetable is that it contains seeds, so this is why a lot of people are mixed up and they call peppers, like I love jalapenos, uh, vegetables, but they're actually a fruit. Same with a tomato. That's a vegetable because it goes in my salad. Um, if you're like me, I hate fruit on my salad. And my wife argues with me this about this all the time. Uh, she loves strawberries and berries and all the things in her salad. Don't put strawberries. I love vegetables on my salad. And uh, I continue this because I don't like tomatoes. So anyways, my... The difference between a fruit and a vegetable is a vegetable does not have seeds internally that continue on. A fruit contains seed that when you plant that seed, you can grow more fruit. So if you take an apple, cut it open, in the middle of that core is seeds. You plant those seeds and you get apple trees. So what Jesus is really saying and what this scripture about the fruit of the spirit is really saying is it's addressing not just one thing, but bringing life forward. You'll know somebody by their fruit because out of the abundance, of the heart, the mouth speaks. Also in scripture, it says there is power of life and death in the tongue. So now here's the separation. When it's fruit that comes out of your mouth, when the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks, and you'll know them by their fruit, and the fruit means fruit gives life because you open one fruit when you could eat that fruit, but there's the ability for more. It's not just eat the apple and it's gone. You could plant the seeds and have an orchard of, of apples, of oranges, whatever it may be, because it continuously gives life. 
So now what Jesus is really at the core of saying is when you have abundance of life in you, when you speak, life pours out of you. So now when the abundance of our heart is berating people, tearing people down, telling them how horrible they are, it doesn't matter if they are horrible people. Guess what? Most of those people know it. Generally, when we tell somebody something horrible about themselves, all we're doing is confirming what they already see in the mirror, validating the broken image they have on themselves. And Christians, I don't care if you think you're self-righteous and you got it figured out. Realistically, all you're doing is leaning on your own insecurities. Somebody publicly berated me. Someone called me out and I'm a great person. So you know what? I'm going to do the same to them. Way to validate yourself. It's good. It's good. Yeah. That's exactly what you need to do. Someone called me a name. So now I'm going to call them a name and I'm going to make sure everybody knows it. Mm, Good job. Out of the abundance of your heart, insecurity, your mouth speaks insecurity. That's, That's what's occurring. There's no life in that. You're reacting. You're responding to somebody else. Life doesn't respond and react. Life is. Life begets life. So are you bringing life to this person? Are you trying to kill them? And most times it's trying to kill them. I'm trying to verbally kill them, publicly kill them. I'm trying to assassinate their character. Why? What are you winning in this battle? I'll tell you what you're winning. For those who are looking for the audience that you've established, the abundance of your heart is being demonstrated. Your mouth will reveal you. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Like here is what your mouth should be demonstrating. This is what your action should be demonstrating. If you're going to reveal anything, this should be it. The scripture says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. These are the characters that we should be demonstrating. I know we, we can get our feelings hurt or somebody can say something about us even when we're doing good things. This is where church people can get stuck. I'm going to open this scripture. i got to find it really quickly because I can't remember exactly. I know it's in one of the, the Peters. I believe it is in First Peter. Um, I should know this by heart. If you'll bear with me for a minute, I'll actually just type it up. See, this is the joy of having a podcast. Sometimes you just can go. But Peter, and if you know anything about Peter, he was a dude that was questionable at best in some points of his life. And he had a way, he had a, he had a, uh, a background of, he was a fisherman. Uh, I'm a sailor, 21 years, right? So if you know anything about a sailor, they have a mouth on them. And generally the mouth wasn't for life. It was uh, to get the word out in certain way or fashion. Like Peter, if you look at the story of Peter, when Jesus was on trial and about to be uh, killed, they asked Peter, they were asking, hey, aren't you one of Jesus's boys? And, G- and Peter was like, uh, no. And he got asked three times, like, Jesus told him he would. And on the third time, the, the scripture kind of says it was a young girl that said, hey, aren't you? And he cussed her out and said, I don't know what word he used, but to the 
all of us today, I can only imagine F no, I don't know that dude. And he ran off like, so Peter was notorious, notorious for falling a little short. But it, this dude is the one Jesus said upon this rock. And it wasn't him specifically, but it was the foundation of his shortcomings of overcoming those, of leaving those behind, of, of identifying Jesus as a source, a need, a fruit, a life that he did not have to help him overcome these things. He identified Peter as postured to be the foundation of the church, which is all of us. We're all broken. I'm not, what I'm not doing is tearing people down because they tear people down. I'm not trying to attack them. What I'm trying to do is open our eyes to the ability that we have to overcome these moments. Otherwise, we're going to constantly be this. We're going to find ourselves in this place time and time again. This is why I don't jump on Facebook right after I see somebody do this and publicly berate somebody who publicly berated somebody. Secretly, I guess I hope that one of these people um, listens to this podcast. I don't know who does, but hopefully, I, I secretly hope that one of these people listens to this podcast, and I don't want them to you know, call me up or write me and say, Anthony, wow, thank you for that. I, I really know what I really want them to do is to stop and take notice of the platform that they've been given. The ability that they've been given to speak into this life and that they've fallen short. Because realistically, most of these people, I don't have a voice into them. So I'm not expecting a phone call. That's why I'm not calling them. I found in my life, if I don't have a voice into you, if there's not a relationship there, then most of those people won't even receive what I'm trying to say anyways. It is key in the kingdom accountability. And this is where the, like the final piece that most people will get stuck on is they say, well, I'm just trying to hold people accountable. Yeah. Well, you have to have a relationship to get access and you have to have access to hold somebody accountable. Like That's the way it works. I don't care what you've been told that you, because you're a Christian and somebody else said you, you can just hold everybody accountable. It's not the way it works. I wish it did. It should, but it don't. But I can tell you the people that I have a relationship with that has given me access to, there should be an accountability piece there. My church, the church Morgan and I pastor at Greenberg Community Church. Yeah, there's an accountability there because I'm their pastor. But you know what also comes with that? I've told every one of them, if I can hold you accountable, you can hold me accountable because that's relationship. That's a group of people growing together because deep down, what I'm trying to do is get all of us to take our part and say, how are we helping the body of Christ grow? How are we helping the church grow so that we can be love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness to the world around us? Because that's what Jesus represented. He went to people who were hurt and broken. People who were sinners, people who did not believe in him, people who were out doing their own things. He went to them and gave them hope through the character that he exhibited, through the words that he shared with them. Man, think of all the people that Jesus could have blasted on Facebook. If Jesus was around today and somebody sent a picture of Jesus forward over a picture of the adulteress. Jesus, look who we caught in the act. Look at so-and-so and what they did. And every Christian that was on that uh, 
that was friends of Jesus that saw it for Jesus could respond like, oh, look at her. Killer. Killer. She deserves to be dead. She knows what she did. Probably sound like what a whore. I mean, if we want to be realistic. And then Jesus would have probably just started blocking people. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Block, 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 block. He wouldn't have unfriended them because he still wanted them to see his content, but he would have removed them from the conversation. So then it was just him and the woman whose name was on there at so-and-so. And he's like, hey, I see you. Still love you. Go and sin no more. Wow, that's life. So I challenge you today, like when we begin to research our actions, when we get to survey our voice, when we begin to look at how we respond to people, is it with life or is it, is it with death? Are we carrying fruit? Or are we somewhere in between, falling short? Your mouth will reveal yourself. People are watching. They're taking notice. Whether you know it or not, the volume switches are being turned down and off. And the platforms that you have established, the access you've been given to people to speak that life, to do good, you are undoing the cords, wrapping them up, and shutting down a production because of your heart. I want to challenge you today, all of us. I'm staring at myself in the mirror. I'm looking into your heart. I'm not pointing fingers. I'm holding out a hand. How can we help one another grow? If we want to see positivity in the world around us, how can we make a difference? How can we stop being the negative or contributing to the negative voice on all these social media outlets? How can we begin to hold people in our own circles accountable? Because together, we'll make a difference. Together, we will stand out. Platforms will begin to be stronger because of the life they're speaking. I thank you for joining me for another episode of this. I hope this has helped you. I actually hope I stepped on your toes a little bit. But you have the option. You have the decision to make. Is this just who you are? Or maybe it's who you've become. God bless. Have an amazing week. Can't wait to see you next time. Let's go. Let's go.